The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Tahanit, Daf Yud Bet. Today's Daf is being studied by Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanechenu Begin Aiden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Rufuah Shedema Eliyahu Chayim Ben Shafia Sofia. Edna Rifanelo Betoch Shear Chole Amu Israel. Amen. We begin today's Daf in Yud Aleph Amud Bet, and we start on the bottom line. Amar Rav Hizda. That which we said in the previous sugya, we learned from Rav Hunat, that there's a concept of ta'anit sha'ot, This is so long as he did not taste anything, or did not eat anything, until the evening. Now, how was he understanding ta'anit sha'ot? So let's look at Rashi. We're not talking about somebody that ate on that day. Let's say he fasted until midday. And then after midday and on, he ate. That's not considered an affliction at all. And if he ate even before Hatzot, since that's not considered a fast, there's nothing, uh, nothing wrong with it. A fast is only considered a fast, even a Tanit Sha'od, if he ended up fasting the whole day. Even though you didn't accept it, let's say, uh, from the day before. Uparich, and the Gemara is going to ask, Let's say the case is talking about where a person accepted upon himself the day before to fast half a day. And then after he got to the half a day, he decided, you know what? He's going to fast the rest of the day as well. So that's not a ta'anit shahot. That's the Gemara's going to call it a ta'anit ma'alya. That's considered a, a wonderful ta'anit. That's a regular full-fledged ta'anit. So the Gemara, look at the Parikh, the eid, the kabir alav, the ta'anot, if the case was talking, then he accepted upon himself to fast ad hatsiyom until midday vehadan, mitanik kolayom, and then he decided to finish it off. Hai ta'anita ma'alyahu. That's a, a, a beautiful ta'anit, that's a great ta'anit. Upeshita, the ta'anit gamuru. Ve'afilu tefilat ta'anit amimit palil alav. You can even say, anenu. Ve'lo tzadik luk mehalakha b'acheh. I don't have to tell me a hadus in such a case. De'zehu ta'anit gamur. Ve'ayim makshe samar. The one that was asking the question held. De'ayim halakha mit'anil shahot kemashma'o. Ti'yakon l'tanot ad hatsi ayom. Uh, he held really tiny short is what it sounds like. You could fast up to midday for a certain amount of hours and then uh, then continue eating for the rest of the day. So let's go back to the Gemara. That which we said that it's Tani Sha'ot, about we did not eat anything until the evening. So that's not Tani Sha'ot. That's a Tani Sha'ot. Again, if he accepted it from the day before. To go until midday. And then from midday on, he went until the evening. That's a regular ta'anit. We don't call it ta'anit uh, sha'ot. So Gibran says, you're right. Lord Sirika de imlich amluche. The case where imlich amluche, Rashi says, Kilomar, lo ayapita toklal le ta'anot. He did not have any intention to fast at all. Ela atale tirda. Let's say he got busy. Velo achalaf chatsiyom. Right, he didn't eat. Got busy, got caught up, he didn't eat until midday. Vechimata chatsiyom. Then once the midday came, mamlich, he, 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 he decided and said, what? Amaru, il vetaneti ad chatsiyom, etanikolayom. So you know what? I fasted already half the day. Unintentionally. Well, let me take it till uh, sunset. Whatever it is, till the end of the day. That's considered Ta'ani Cha'ot. And that's what Abuna said is valid as a Ta'ani Cha'ot. 
comes the Gemara and says, "V'amar Avchazda, Avchazda said, 'Kol Ta'anit Shalosh Shakah Alav Hama Lav Sheme Ta'anit,' which means any fast that you did not fast until Shikiat Hama until sunset, not considered a fast. Which means you must fast until sunset." Gemara is going to ask us several questions. Now, Meti, there we have a question. And Shemishmar, those are the members of the Kohanim, the Levim, the Israelim that worked in the Beit Hamikdash on their given week. There was 24 rotations, so they worked in the Beit Hamikdash. Now. The Gemara says that the Anshem Mishmar, if let's say they were serving during one of the rain fests, that we learned in our Mishnah that if there was a drought, so the Hachamim or the Klai Yisrael would have to fast. So it says, Mit'anin velo Mishlimim. They also join Klai Yisrael in these fasts, even though they're working in the Beit HaMikdash, and really we don't want them to fast because it could be they'll get um, tired. However, Mit'anin velo Mishlimim. They would fast, but they do not complete the fast, but it's called a ta'anit. Mm-hmm. So you see, even though they don't go till sunset, it's called a ta'anit. That's just to join in, to commiserate with Klai Yisrael. It's really not a ta'anit. They're just fasting a little as a token to show their uh, their unity with Klai Yisrael. Look at Rashi. And she mishmar kwanim v'levim ma'ovdim mitanim k'dikaman periks of the ta'anit ve'lo mashlimim. They do not complete the fast. Nefi shehen asukim ba'avodah. Because they are involved in the service, they cannot complete the fast. Alma, afagav de'enu mashlim mitanei karile. Kamaraz answer that sa'ulid nafshayu. Ima simud, aval enu ta'anit lo litpalit tzvat anenu. They don't say anenu on that ta'anit. Velo the kabo alaf chol baklal. Nor is it mandatory. Vechol shas shu nutzel echol ochel. For that matter, the kwanim they can eat whatever they want. Tashema comes again and continues. Tamar bilazar berbi tzadok. He I am from the grandchildren of Sana bin Binyamin. Sana bin Binyamin was one of the families that after the, uh, when they built the second Beit HaMikdash, so they had certain families that came and donated to the Beit HaMikdash's treasury wood. Those families stepped forward voluntarily. And because those families stepped forward, Hachami made a special takana that for the duration those families on the given days that they made the original donation, they will come to the Beit HaMikdash and again can make another donation and will accept their korban of the wood that they bought for the Mizbayah. Even if we had wood in the chamber, we would use their wood first. As opposed to a regular person that would come to donate wood in the Beit HaMikdash, we would accept their donation, but we wouldn't use it immediately. We would use the stuff that was in the storage first. But these families, Kamala is going to tell us later on uh, who these families were, since they stepped forward when we needed it, so every year they would come on that specific anniversary day, Give the wood, we would use the wood on that day, and it was considered a Yom Tov for that family, and they would not fast on that, that, that day. It was considered a, 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 a Yom Tov for that family. So the Gemara says, I am one of the rabbis. As I am from the children of Sanab bin Binyamin. They were the uh, family that brought the wood on the 10th of Av. One time, Sha'abi'av fell out on Shabbat. And the rabbis pushed off to Sha'abi'av till Sunday. That is a conflict. It's a fast day. But they have the uh, family over of San Abin Min Yamin that they don't fast on the 10th of Av. And since we were from the film, we fast, but we did not complete the fast. Uh, so what do you see? That even though you don't fulfill the fast till Shikat Tamat, it's considered a fast. Kevada said, Mepinesh, Yom Tov Shlanu, because it's still considered a Yom Tov. Now, Kamim said that this was even after the Beit HaMikdash, still, those families still had a status of Yom Tov, 
on those days. But you see, it's so called considered a fast. Again, that was just to show to Messiah themselves to show unity with Kaiser that were fasting on the Shabbat that year. But it really was not considered a legitimate fast. Let's just catch up on the Rashi's. Rashi says. It's giving you dates of the different families. Because of their actions, Hachamim made it a Kana that they will bring it and they would use that wood on the Mizbech Even though there were other wood. When it comes to other donators of the wood, they did not use them if there's other wood in the treasury. Okay, so the Gemara over there tells you what's the minimum wood donation uh, that is accepted. In any event, comes the Gemara continues. The Hanan I will be in a town, eat until I get home. And let's say he gets home at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Then he can eat. Because he says, I'm only, I'm only in a town, eat until, uh, until I get home. So you see what? You don't have to fast until Shikiyat Ta'amat to be considered a There, he was in the house of the Benisi'ah, and they wanted him to eat. So he thought, you don't want to eat at the Benisi'ah for whatever reason. So therefore he said, no, no, I made a nedir. So it was an excuse just to get away from eating. Really, it wasn't a fast. He was able to eat really if he wanted to immediately. But he just did it in order to get away from eating by the Benisi'ah. She says, the Amar of Yohanan, first wide line, Pa'amim shaya omer, ehe betanit ad shavod lebeti. Di matel lebeti b'shtayim u'begimu shahod bayom, hava'achil. He would eat. So they don't burden him to eat with them. He would say, I made this Now we discuss. When does a person accept a ta'anit yahid upon himself? Amar Shemuel, call ta'anit shokibel alab bi'ujom, lab sheme ta'anit. Which means any ta'anit that he did not accept upon himself from the day before, mi'ujom, from before the fast, it's not considered a ta'anit. The yativ mai, well let's say he fasts anyway, even though he didn't accept it the day before. Amar Abba Shila, damel mafuha demilya zika. It's like a bellows that's filled with air. Just like the bellows is filled with air, so you fill your stomach with air, for no reason. Which means it does not have a value. Now the Gemara says, Emat when do you accept it? So, we have a great machlok. Rav says in Minha, meaning in the afternoon. Now, according to Rav, it doesn't mean the afternoon necessarily before the Tani, but even a few days before, even if you want. So long as it's in the Minha time, meaning in the afternoon, you accept upon yourself. You would say, etc. He says, no. It has to be in the Amidah of Minha, specifically the Amidah right before the Ta'ani. Let's catch up in Nashi. Biminha, Bizman Aminha, Vafilu Bishuk Omir. In even the marketplace. Hareni Mahar Bitanit. Bitfilata Minha. 
Besofa, at the end of Mincha, Tosefet Ritzui, you add some supplications and appeasement, Taharunim, Ad Shomer, Hareni Machar Betanit. The reason why he chose Mincha, Mishum de Samuk, Tchilat Yom Tanito, because it's right close to his fast day. La Puket, Tchilat Yotzer. As opposed to, let's say, accepting it in Shacharit. Meaning, you want to accept it in Minhad, meaning the Tefillah, close to the day that you are going to fast. Which means, according to, to the first opinion, Rav, he says, no, it has to be Bismana Minha. So, Bismana Minha, you have more time. Which doesn't even have to be the day before, even. According to Rav, Bismana Minha could be so long as you do it in the time of Minha, whenever. He says, no, it has to be actually Bismana Minha, which is close to the. Uh, now the Gemara is going to bring proofs to these opinions. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar of Yosef, It makes sense, like Shmuel, that you accept the Ta'anit in Minha, meaning in Tefilat Minha. Why? It's written in Megillat Ta'anit. Megillat Ta'anit, uh, ironically, was the Megillat that was written that has in it all the days that you're not allowed to fast because all the different Yom Yamim Tovim, the miracles that happen to Klai still on specific days, the Hakamim decreed that these days are forbidden to fast. So it says, Leon, uh, the way that she explains this word Leon is, however. However. Yes, however. So Yavara says, it says in the Megillat Leon, Kol Inish, any person, the Yaite Alohi, that accepted upon himself a series of fasts, from beforehand, and now, let's say, one of the days of Megillat Ta'anid falls into those series of fasts. Shep, let's say, he says, I'm going to fast the next series of ten Mondays and Thursdays in a row. Okay, and now, after he accepted his Kabbalah, now all of a sudden it comes out uh, that one of those uh, Mondays or Thursdays is a day of Megillat Ta'anid, where you're not allowed to fast. So it says, Yesar. So the Bigilat uh, Ta'anit uses the word Yesar. Now, what is this word Yesar? So the Gemara explains it to mean My Yesir. Okay, Yesir literally means you'll be forbidden from uh, eating because of his Ta'anit, even though it's considered one of the days of Bigilat Ta'anit. So Yesir, it'll be forbidden for him to eat. Even though it's a day of Megillat Ta'anit. So the Gibran says, My love, Yeser Atzmo Bissillo. Which means he will forbid himself. Yeser is an active word. Which means he will forbid himself. How? Bissillo. In his tefillah. Bissillo. In the salutah. Which means he will have to actively go and say in the tefillah before that day, for that given Monday or Thursday, Hareni. B'ta'anit. So the Gemara wants to bring you the ayah from the word yiyasir, that you actively have to do something now. That's only according to Shemuel. Why? So the Gemara says, My lad yiyasir atzmo v'sino, the Gemara says, Lord, yiyasir atzmo. He will be forbidden automatically. Because according to Rav, you don't have to accept it upon yourself before the, the day before the fast. You can accept it upon yourself even from the beginning. Which means 10 days before you started the whole uh, system of fast, you could say, I'm accepting upon myself for the next uh, 10 Mondays and Thursdays, I'm going to fast. So therefore it's an automatic. Yasir, automatically is going to be Yasir. So if you learn it, Yasir, it means he's going to forbid himself. How is he going to forbid himself? By accepting it in Minha, in the Tefillah. Because that has to be done. 
right before. However, if you say Yasid, I mean it's done, it's automatic. That means it was able to be done not only before the Tafilat Minha, it's able to be done, so long as you do it in the Minhat time, sometime before the fast. So that's the whole Adiyuk. Do you read it Yasid, or is it Yasid? It's not conclusive. One reads it, which means you'd have to, you'd become forbidden, you would forbid yourself into Tafilat Minha, the Had Amar, Yasir. And some say, no, it's an automatic, and therefore it's done even from before. According to the one that reads it, Yasir, it's like we said, meaning it's following the opinion of Shemuel, that you would accept the fast during Tafilat. But what's the case? What's the scenario where you say, yes, it's automatic? Give me the case we're talking about. Anybody that had a series of fasts that he accepted upon himself from before, yes, let's say accepted upon himself the fast Monday and Thursday, the entire year long. And what happened? One of those Mondays and Thursdays came out of one of the days of Megillah Ta'anit. If his neder proceeded before the rabbis decreed a non-fast day, then his neder will override the gezerat of the hakamim, and therefore he can fast on those days. However, if the gezerat Megillah Ta'anit came first, then the gezerat of the hakamim Megillah Ta'anit will override his neder, and he will not be able to fast. That's the point. She says, it doesn't matter in the tefillah or not the tefillah. You, can, you, you accept it upon yourself whenever. The only, I said, it's an automatic. It doesn't have to be done in the tefillah. But the issue is, if he accepted before the Megillah Tari days were instituted, that his neder will override the Gezerah. And if not, vice versa, the Gezerah will override his neder. But it's an automatic. It does not have to be re-accepted or accepted at all in Tefillat Minha, close to the Tani. So that is the Mahlukat. Which is if a person accepts upon himself a Tani for the next day. Until when can he eat? We're talking about now a fast that starts, let's say, by the morning. So the question is, until when is he uh, able to eat? So one opinion says, which is until dawn. So is earlier, before Alot Shahar. Could be that's even, let's say, uh, after one-third of the night, which is very early in the evening. So the Gemara says, When do we say that he has until Alot Shahar? Or Kerota Geber, that's only talking about where he did not finish his meal, which as long as he's still eating, he can go all the way until Alot HaShachar. But once he finishes his meal, the fast starts immediately. question. Even if he finished his, his meal, and he got up, he can continue eating. So you see, even after you finish the meal, that's the thing we didn't take the table away. In the olden days, you used to have a little table they used to eat from. Right. So long as the table is still there, even though he got up, but they left the little table there, that shows his mind is still on the eating. There's another version. When do we say that the fast starts on Al-Tashahar, so long as it doesn't go to sleep? So according to this version, even after he finished eating, even after they took away the table, so long as he didn't go to sleep yet, he can still eat. Once he went to sleep, eno ocher, he cannot eat. He can ask a question, Abaye, yashen be'amad, let's say he went to sleep, 
And he got up. How does he okay? He still can eat after he went to sleep. That's talking about where he didn't sleep on permanent sleep. He dozed off. What's the case of mitnamnem? What do you call a person dozing off? Amarav nim velo nim. He's sleeping, but he's not sleeping. Tir velo tir. He's awake, but he's not awake. Dekarule ve'ane. If you call him, he's able to answer. Velo yada adure sevara. Which means, if you ask him a question that provokes thought, he's unable to answer it. But he's able, if you call his name, he's able to respond. So he's like in a, in a, in a sleep like that. And then when you remind him of uh, what happened in the conversation, he's able to remember. Amar Afkana. So and Halakha incidentally follows this Ika de Amre that if as long as a person uh, uh, went to sleep, then he should not eat the next morning on a Tani Chahid. However, if it was Mitamnim, he's able to eat until Alot Shahar. Amar Afkana, Amar Av. Next case, Yahid, Kibbal Alaf Tanit. An individual that accepts upon himself a Tanit is called a Tani Chahid. Asud bin Eilat Sandal. We forbid him to wear shoes, leather shoes. We suspect that maybe what the Tanit accepted upon himself, the Tanit Chahid, maybe accepted it with the stringencies of a Tanit Sibur. And therefore we have to treat it with the stringencies, and therefore he's not allowed to wear a uh, leather shoes. As we learned that the three fasts, as we're going to learn in the next Mishnah, they were, the three Yehidim would fast for their drought. And then you'd have the second set of three that the Sibur would fast. Then you had the second set of three that the Sibur would fast. They were more stringent. And that's like called the Tanit Sibur, where it was Asura ready to have the Ilata Sandal and things like that. So when a person accepts upon himself a Tanit Chahid, we suspect that maybe he accepted upon himself with the stringencies of a Tanit Sibur. Therefore, he's Asura to wear Sayyidat Sandal. So the Gemara says, So what should he do in order to be clear that it's a Tanit Chahid? Let him say the following. Which is, let him say that tomorrow I will be uh, with a Ta'anit Yahid. And therefore, as long as he says the word Yahid, so then already we know that he's not accepting upon himself the stringencies of a Ta'anit Sibur. So the rabbis told banan. We saw the rabbis, they're wearing their shoes. Their leather shoes, and they're coming to the uh, to the synagogue to to, to fast. The she says, This was a tani sibur. Uh, which means this is going according to the opinion that we learned earlier that Shmuel said that in Babel there is no tani sibur except the So therefore, no problem. The rabbis were uh, uh, they cleared some sort of tani sibur, but the rabbis came uh, with leather shoes. So. Um, says, So they told Rav Sheshat. Again, Rav Sheshat was the opinion that we just learned. No, so Rav Sheshat, they told Rav Sheshat. What did they tell Rav Sheshat? We see the rabbis, they're wearing their leather shoes. They're coming to the Bet Knesset for the tefillah of the Ta'anit. Good. So comes the Gemara says... So Rav Sheshat was Makpid. Uh, he was bothered by this. Maybe they're eating also. And the Ritva explains what does it mean maybe they're eating also. Which means he gave them the benefit of the doubt. Which means maybe they're not fasting. Which means if they're wearing leather shoes, that means they didn't accept upon themselves this fast. 
And therefore, he didn't want to accept the fun that, 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 that they're fasting a tanit sibur with the Jews. Maybe they're eating as well. Now, Rashi has a different interpretation of this uh, remark. Maybe they're eating. Maybe they're poresh medarche sibur velet ne dishmoel. And therefore, they don't hold of shimuel. Because which means we Rashi says that we hold like Shimon that says Could be that those rabbis over there held yes I mean the rabbis of Babel that made a Ta'anid and these rabbis that were wearing leather shoes they were Puresh. They they didn't hold like that. But therefore he said maybe they're reading also, which means they're not uh, fasting because could be they hold there's no Ta'ani Sibur in Babel. Mm-hmm. They would go into the fast When they were wearing the afanta It's a type of shoe But it's really not a, a regular shoe It's a different type of shoe It's like more like a uh, Do you have a word for that? The afanta? Upper leather part of the shoe Okay, upper leather part Where they weren't wearing a sole So therefore it was a special type of shoe That they would wear On a ta'anid That's the shoe a shoe that does not have a soul, Sula Belaz. Moremoro Morzutra, these two rabbis, Mehalfedi Minalis Maladis Malalimira. When they would go into a public place, they would switch their shoes. They would put their right shoe on the left foot, and left foot, left shoe on the right foot, just to be inside themselves a little. Rabbanan, the Be Rabashe, Nafke, Kiur Hayu. But the rabbis of Rabashe's Bemelaz, they would go out on a fast day in Babel, regular shoes. Why? Because they held, like Shemuel said, so therefore they would wear regular shoes. Which is a person, let's say, uh, for whatever reason, he accepted upon himself a fast, but then he couldn't fast on that day. Well, he had to break his fast for whatever reason, so he can borrow that day and pay it back at a later date. So Rav Marav says, after I passed away, Rav became a student of Shemuel. So he says, I, after I passed away, I went to Shemuel, and I said this halacha over to Shemuel. That what? That a person will love his ta'anit and pay back. Amar li, v'chi neder kabil aleh? Did a person accept upon himself a vow, delo sagi, delo mishalim, that you're telling him that he has to make it up? He accepted upon himself to mitzahid himself. To, 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 to put himself in a little tzad. Which is if he can, he does it on that day. And if he can't, he does not. Which is not a nadir that's binding that you owe it. He made himself a, 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 a vow that what? I'm going to be mitzahid myself today. So if, if it works out, you can be inside yourself. You do it. If you can't inside yourself, you don't do it. Right? So that, that, that's, that's what he yelled. So comes the Gemara and says, that she says, "B'sorei be'alma." He must be inside nefshet. Ve'ilo lo ye'ela lo ye'ed liyuma aharina. You don't have to put it on a another day. Ika de Amri, Amar of Yehuda, Amar of Lo ve'adam tani to poreya ki amirte kamed shmuel amal nepishita. In this version, Shemuel told him it's obvious. Lo yehela neder. It's not worse than a vow. Neder milo matzeh ba'ilu shilume umezil lemachar uyumah harina. Which is the person makes a neder. Can he? Uh, let's say he makes a neder of sedaka. I have to give a certain amount of money to sedaka. If he can't pay, let's say today, won't we let him pay it the next day and the following day until he's able to pay it? Mm-hmm. So the same thing when it comes to the tarid. If you can't fast it today, you'll fast it tomorrow. So the, the, the difference between the two uh, shitot is that. And you look at a. Tani Jaid as a 
Nedir, and therefore you're able to pay it back. When you look at it, no, I'm excited enough to accept it upon myself. If I can't do it today, then you do not have to do it. Comes the Gemara and says, Rav Yoshua bered Rav Idi Ikla lebe Rav Asi. He found himself at a house of Rav Asi. Avdu le Eglatilta. They made him Eglatilta. Different interpretations with Eglatilta. Some say it's the third from the stomach, which is the most tasty. Or some say it's an egg that grew one third of its growth because it's very tender. Well, let's just say, Eglatilta, it's a very special hashuv uh, breed of egg that's very, very hashuv. So I'm new there. Let's all more meaty. Let's all more kebab. Why don't you? Why don't you taste it? Have a have a little taste of it. I'm a little bit tired. Tired, Yativna. He's a little fasting today. So I'm new there. We don't see more of the para. So why don't you borrow it? Which means break your fast now and make it up another day. No, Samar Mole Adamar Aviu Adamar Lav Lovei Adam Tarito Poraya. Don't you hold that chita that you can pay back your fast? The Dbal learns over here that you can use this principle even when it's not a pressing circumstance. In this case over here, just so you can taste it. Not the time that we're telling him. Why don't you just break it and pay back? So he says no. I'm it's a special fast on a fast day. This is out of bad dream the night before, and therefore I'm fasting because of a ta'anit halom. halom. A fast is good for a dream, like fire is to straw, which means it like it burns it up uh, right away. So to a fast is able to nullify the bad dream. But Rav Chazda clarified it's going to be that day. The Amar of Yosef Ve'afilu b'Shabbat, and even if that day is Shabbat, you make it tani t'chalom. Might takante, but what do you do if you fasted on Shabbat? You're really not supposed to fast on Shabbat. So how do you fix the fact that you fasted on Shabbat? Litiv tanita tanita. You have to fast the fast for your fast, which means you got to fast another day. You accept the point yourself another day, not two days in a row, but another day during that week, whatever it is, in order to be prepared for the fact that you have to fast on. Shabbat comes the next Mishnah and says, "Avru elu velo ne'anu." If the if the first three fasts of the sibur, if they fasted and they were not answered, meaning it's a little drought, betin gozin kibutaniot acharot al sibur. So betin is now gozed another three fasts on the sibur. Ochlim v'shotim mebe'ajom. In this case over here, they can only eat mebe'ajom. Meaning the fast begins at shkiah. The asurim b'melacha. On this fast is much more strict. They cannot work. They're not to bathe. Anointing themselves. That's wearing leather shoes. That's reached some relations. And you also have to close and lock the bathhouses. If those three passed and they weren't answered, they decree another seven. Now again, these fasts are on Monday, Thursday, Monday, etc. Which altogether is uh, 13 fasts on the Sibur. The three that we learned in the last Mishnah, and then you have another three, plus another seven, which gets you to 13. These last seven are more stringent than the last three that we had. Why? First, you blow shofar on the last seven. And also the store, the shops, are also closed. Now, On Monday, at the end of the fast, you're able to open the stores partially, so that people can go in and buy food. But on Thursday, the stores can open up regularly. At the end of the fast, the stores can open up regularly. They don't have to open up partially, because the people also need to buy food for Shabbat. The Gemara will explain what does it mean, partially open. If after these seven, they still weren't answered. So now the, the, the Betin has to inform Force, that there's minimal commerce between the people. Masamatan, they minimize their transactions. Bibinyan, construction, ubinitia, 
planting Be'irusin u'b'nisu'in That's uh, getting uh, engaged Be'irusin Be'irusin is marriage Be'she'elat shalom Be'adam l'havero Nor are people allowed to really greet each other With the greeting of shalom Kibne adam in makom As if somebody The children The B'nai Yisrael are Excommunicated From Makadosh Baruch Hu As if God was uh, He scolded them Or uh, Excommunicated them, and therefore they have to act in such a way. But the they go back and continue to fast until the end of Nisan. If let's say after Nisan the rains came, Siman right? That's That was talking about where it was <coughs> the time of Ketzirim and the Prophet said it's going to be rain, which was a bad sign. Comes the and says, I understand all the different things that you forbid on the fast days. Eat behu. Ta'anuk, which means, because we want to forbid pleasure. That's why the Hitza, Sicha, Tashmishabita, I understand that. We want to minimize the pleasure. Aval Melacha, Sa'aru. But why should you stop them from working? On the contrary, working is Sa'ar, who wants to go to work. And therefore, you should uh, make them work on these fast days. Why should you forbid work? Amar Hazda, Amar Yirmiya, Amar Abba, Amar Kirak, Zuevah Pasuk, Kadeshut Som, right? Sanctify, make a fast. Kiru Atzara. Call a atzara a gathering. gathering. Now, is gather the elders. So the Gemara says the fast is compared to atzara. What is atzara? Shavuot. Ka'atzeret. Just like Shavuot or Shemni Atzeret. Ma atzeret asur ba'asiyat melacha. Haftani tasur ba'asiyat melacha. Then just like the uh, atzeret, which is the pasuk says, kadeshut som, make a fast, kadeshut atzara. So therefore, or kiru atzara. So the Gemara is making a comparison between atzeret and a fast day. Just like a fast you can't work. So on a fast day, you can't work. The Gemara is ima atzeret meurta aftarita meurta. So maybe you say just like shavuot, you have to stop working from the evening, right from the night. So maybe if you want a fast day, also the working will stop at night. And we know that's not true. Not true because there's a bright that clearly says that your uh, the work only stops during the day. So the Gemara is amar bizera ledidi mefarshili mined rebimia barabbas. I learned from Rebbe Rabba amar. It says that Pasuk also, the elders of the community will gather. It will be similar to the Asifat Zikinim. Ma Asifat Zikinim Bayom. When do the elders gather? Well, they're able to gather during the day. They don't gather at night because at night everybody goes home. So, Bayom. So, to the so meaning, when it comes to the uh, uh, the fast meaning, the Melacha that we're forbidding is going to be also Dafka during the day. Rashi, Dumiyad Asifat Zikinim, Bayom de Balayla, Kolehad de Beto, Ve'enam Ne'esafim. So the Gemara just says, Ve'ema Mitara, who says, maybe the Zikinim meet in the afternoon. Mitara, Mesahorayim. And if they meet in the afternoon, could be that Yisur Malachaz starting from the afternoon. This is, is, is a proof, according to the opinion that says, Mitzafra Kenufia, that what? In the afternoon, that's when the uh, Zikinim would meet. They would come to the Betikinim. Actually, Mitzafra is the morning, I should say. Morning. That's when the people would gather. So they would, just like they would gather in the morning, that's when the Zikinim would gather as well in the morning to the synagogue. And we'll see what this purpose of this gathering is immediately. So too, the work is asur from the morning. Again, so it's a proof to the opinion of Ravuna that what Mitzafra from the morning, Kenufia. That's when they make the 
gathering. gathering. And therefore, since it's in the morning, that's when the Yisum kicks in. So the Gemara says, Hechi Abde, what do they do? From the morning until the afternoon, the Zekinim, the elders, they would analyze the deeds of the city. Maybe somebody stole money. Why is this happening to us? Why is there no rain? So they start to make an introspection, a general introspection for the entire city to interrogate or to investigate all the different deeds. As she says, And they try to make peace between the people. Now from midday on, from a quarter of the day, the first quarter after the afternoon, they read the Sefer Torah, Aftatan Haftarah. What parasha would they read? By Han Moshe. Did it pass this? Because you have the Yag Midot over there, which is the Midat Rahamim. Bikan Ba'ilach, the last quarter of the day, Ba'inan Rahameh. Then they would pray. And that's the opportune time for praying. Even though they prayed in the morning, they would pray again, close to the end of the Tanish Re'emar, Vayakumu al-Omdam, Vayikneu besefer Torah Tashem Elohim, Revi'it ayom, for the first quarter of the, eft, of the afternoon, Verbi'it, and the second quarter, Mitvadim umishtahadim la'ashem Elohim. So they would pray to Akadosh Baruch Hu. So the Gemara says, Ipuchana, who told you? Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they would do the, uh, the reading of the Sefer Torah in the morning, in the first quarter of the morning, then they would pray in the second quarter, and maybe they would have the meeting in the afternoon. And therefore, we're back to the question that maybe the Melachah is only a suit from the afternoon. Who told you that we're giving you the proper schedule? Maybe the Isfu Zikini was not until the afternoon. I'll make an Ipuch. No, I wouldn't think that. All the God-fearing ones would gather to me. And when they would discuss the sins of the exiles. And that was done in the morning. Why? Because what does it say in the next passage? And when it came in hard time in the Erev, I got up, and I prayed. So you see the praying was done in the afternoon. And we have the other passage that says, one quarter was reading the Sefer, and one quarter was praying. And now we know that was done in the afternoon. So therefore we know the order. The morning was the... Gathering of the Hachamim, the Zekinim, and once you say that was in the morning, so therefore the fast uh, of the Isul Menachah is also done in the morning as well. Amen. Amen. Amen.